And the grace of Jesus Christ be with each and every one of you. If you do not know me yet, my name is Darcy. And uh, as we prayed already, Pastor Peter is coming back soon. And then time for renewal. Uh, Pastor Josh is not here today. And if you are our guest, I'm a guest too. And, uh, uh, um, and church will become, go back to normal soon. But uh, it is a pleasure for me to be here one more time with my wife, Christina has been a tremendous uh, joy to be with you and to know really fast conversations here and there, which, which uh, some of you uh, here, uh, God has, has blessed you in this place with all the challenges that you have as a church, and we are glad uh, with that. Uh, I've been preaching here, and I've been using the book uh, that Paul wrote, uh, the letter to the Philippians. And if you if you don't have a Bible, if you have a, open your phone or something, there is a Bible there in your on, on the, in the seat in front of you, page nine fifty one. We say here, uh, starting verse fifteen. I'm going to start from verse twelve, but it's first Philippians first chapter verses twelve all the way to thirty to twenty six. Let's read what what Paul has to say uh, to this church. Remember that he planted this church. And about 12, 13 years later, he's writing to them to encourage them to give thanks for, for get gifts, financial gifts, uh, financial support that they, they provided to him. And he's uh, also encouraging them to grow in faith. Then let's see what he's talking on this uh, first chapter uh, here. He says this, uh, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that uh, what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become uh, confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of uh, envy and reverie, but others out of goodwill. The, 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 later, the latter uh, do, do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of uh, selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I uh, remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. And I will continue with all of you for your 
progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, Let's pray one more time. Father, we continue in your presence. And as we share the word, um, grant us uh, wisdom. um, uh, Lighten up our minds and hearts in order to understand uh, and apply your revealed word. We give you thanks for the scriptures and we give you thanks for your presence. Speak to us. We depend on you. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Um, I, I, I do love this letter that Paul wrote. Um, Paul was a great pastor. God used him in a, in a powerful way. In the last, last week that I was preaching here, we remember that phrase, if you are here, uh, about forgetting what is behind and, 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 and straighting, proceeding to where we are going. I, I go to the goal and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing Christ as Christ has pursued me. And we challenge a few things here. Decisions that we need to do. Uh, uh, leaving behind some of bad thoughts, bad experiences that we had. Even some positive ones that we just keep thinking about them back in the days and we forget to see what newness, the newness and the new things that God is doing uh, for us today. Um, and think, thought of also about objectives. Where are we going with our faith, with, with our commitment with Christ? What what the Lord, what God wants for our lives. What is our objective as Christians? Uh, We have objectives as professionals, but uh, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, what God has specifically for us. Um, And um, I don't know which one, and I don't know how the Lord has been uh, speaking to you, but this message today goes to the same line in the sense that uh, Paul is uh, encouraging those members. Paul is sharing his own experience with those Christians. And Paul is doing so not from a position of complete su- success. Because he was in prison, as we know it. He was in prison because of his devotion to Christ, um, his faith. And it is strange to be bold and energetic and uh, positive if you are in such a difficult circumstance. Everybody in the church was free and he was writing to them to say, hey, let's follow Christ with intensity. And he himself was in prison. I, I love the fact that Paul knew his situation. He was not like a, a crazy individual that was just saying things, but uh, he was He knew his situation. He knew who he was. He knew his identity. He knew his plan for life. He knew his God. And he was worshiping God and encouraging others to do the same. Like when we come to church here. We come, we worship. And if you pay attention to our program and all the music that we put together, uh, I was not part of that. It was beautiful. But I just want you to see that is a a theme that we follow. We sing along. We we are worshiping the Lord. We are offering our worship to, to the Lord. But actually, we are receiving from the Lord. We, we come to church on Sundays to, to contemplate God, but God is actually reaching us through the songs, through the prayers, through the, the movements, through the preaching of the word, to the kids of walking around, ourselves, our greetings uh, with one another. God is here. And then we are uh, re-energized. And the gospel is applied into our lives. And, and, and we, it's beautiful. It's good. We, we come thirsty. And then we, we like... Drink 
drink from the Lord. And this is the whole idea. We, when we come to the church, we come with this expectation, speak to me, God, because we need to be renewed, restored. And Paul experienced this, and he's bringing this uh, to us. He wants us to work out our salvation as it is written in this letter. Um, we have like this free agency that we call it, our conscience, our inclinations, our thoughts, our desire. You, had, you made a decision to come here today. But also, we need to know that God is the one working our hearts. And He is the one who actually started the whole movement to bring you in. Last week, I used that illustration about those miners in Chile that were trapped. Um, and, and, and the emphasis for the, the same illustration, but thinking about today, even though they had to work hard down there, helping out the system in order to stay alive, salvation came completely from outside. They could be the best miners and really organize and save as much food as they, they, they could. But if salvation was not from outside, they unfortunately would die. Thanks God that they saved every single one of them. Thanks God for technology, for in, investment of money. But I, I like to apply that illustration as a salvation system. They worked hard. They were trained to be in stressful situations. But the salvation came from outside, and this is why we are here for. Salvation came from our God. He decided to send His own Son to die for us. And Paul is so amazed about this, and he repeats this over and over and over again. This is why I would like to uh, share the message. The theme is living in freedom. Even though the word freedom does not show up here, but it is the whole theme. If we want to see more about freedom, we should go to Galatians chapter 5, and then in Christ Jesus we are free. We shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If we know Christ, the Son of God, we are free. We understand what life is all about. But uh, even though the word does not show up in this text, Paul shows with his experience, with his knowledge of the word, uh, with his passion, that uh, he was living in freedom, and he was sharing this with others. They want, he wanted the people from his church also to do the same, to live in freedom. And in that order, I would like to share three thoughts, three ideas out of what is this, living in freedom? Are we, you and me, are we experience this freedom that the gospel of Jesus presents to us? And three things. First, uh, living in freedom is interpreting life according to God's perspectives. Living freedom is interpreting life according to God's perspective. The second point would be uh, living in freedom is proclaiming the message of Christ as a priority. Living in freedom is proclaiming, repeating, telling the message of Christ and being a priority in our lives. And the third uh, uh, way of living in freedom is uh, that assurance of positive results in life or death. And this is what Paul tells us from verse 12 all the way to verse 26, those three ideas. Let's, let's reflect a little bit on the first one, interpreting life according to God's perspectives. Living in freedom is, is to understand how God is doing things. Sometimes we tend to forget that our story is here, but God is writing His story. He's the, 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 the main architect of things, and we are in His hands we think sometimes that it is just our effort. We, we work hard, we went to college, we tried to go to college, we are saving money. But ultimately, it's God that is doing things. Because Paul had his own life set up. He was a spiritual leader from his religion. And he was on the top of his career. And one day, he met Christ, or Christ met him. 
and brought him into his uh, folder. And then he started following Christ. And because of that, he lost all the prestige that he had before. But in this letter, chapter 3, he said, everything that I thought was important to me, when I met Christ, when, when I understood who he was, everything was, was garbage, nothing to compare with the preciousness of knowing the Son of God that transformed my life and gave me purpose right now and even security when I die. Interpreting life according to God's perspective. For example, uh, verse number two, 12, he says this, What has happened to me? Uh, has served for the advance of the gospel. I like when Paul interprets that he is in prison, and when he tells the members of his former church to say, "Guys, what has happened to me? Don't, 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 don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't look down. Don't, don't, don't be sad. What has happened to me has been good for the gospel because more folks are now in knowledge of Christ. And if you are familiar with history, um, the guys, the soldiers that were taking care of Paul when he was in prison were the top elite, the Marines of the Roman Empire. And they had to hear Paul sharing the gospel. And in this letter, Paul says, the, the, the folks, the soldiers, the house of Caesar, they send you greetings, meaning that some of them, in the process of taking care of Paul, became Christians became transformed. And then Paul says, he sees his life above of mere circumstances. I love that. He says on verse 13, the whole palace guard, as I said before, the, the verse 14 says, and they, even the soldiers, know that I'm in chains because of the gospel. It's not that I'm a bad element. I'm not a, 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 a bad person. They know that the reason that I'm here, it is because I'm sharing this message that the Son of God came to this earth to save us and to renew us and to forgive our sins. He sees his life like that. He will see other things too. Verse chapter 4 says, um, uh, I learned to be content in all circumstances. Paul starts considering his life from God's standard and perspective. And this is a really important thing to do, because otherwise we'll be trapped into our own circumstances. We need to be alert that He is in control. And even bad circumstances can work out for good in Christ Jesus. A simple example has nothing to do with the spiritual things necessarily, but a couple of weeks ago we had the final on the European soccer uh, team, France playing against Portugal. Portugal was the underdog, nice guys, and especially one player that is really famous and good. And then, but they were nothing to compare with France. And the, the play, the, go, the game goes by, and Cristiano uh, cannot play anymore. He got hurt, and then he left. And then we thought, man, Portugal was supposed to lose this. Without Cristiano, it's almost guaranteed that this thing is going to happen. But what a surprise. A terrible event help out the team in some way to hold strong and to keep playing even without their best player. And by the end, they ended up winning the game and they were in France. I see that as when opportunities come to us, we can perhaps let it go and be frustrated and look down. Perhaps like those two disciples that learned about Jesus Christ being raised from the dead. But they could not believe as much and they walk along and Jesus himself shows up and talks with them and renews their faith. But they were kind of, a, we heard that perhaps Jesus was alive again. But I don't know, the ladies told us, I don't know, we are going back to our land. 
Sometimes our faith is like that. This is the first thing. Uh, living in freedom is interpreting life according to God's perspectives. How God does things. I was really young when I started working full-time. In Brazil, my season, my generation, lots of us left uh, morning regular high school and went to the night high school and worked full-time during the day. And then I started working like that. And I was a messenger, like going to the parts of Sao Paulo City. And one day, uh, three guys tried to rob me. I was doing my job, and then I noticed that one guy approached it, put a knife on me, another one came, another one was coming, and I was just thinking, saying, hey, I'm in really deep trouble here. I'm going to lose money, and the guy has a knife. And on that moment, I just was passing by the place that I was supposed to deliver some documents, and was to the left, the only available place to run. You Certainly, it's not a good idea to run for people with Knife is on you, but I was crazy enough to just start running to my left, the only place available, and I was safe. I was, was nice. I, I was in pain. I was in, uh, my heart was pumping like crazy, but I, I was, was okay. Um, I called my boss. He gave me the afternoon free, gave me a cab drive to go home. Said, go home, relax, don't worry. And when I got home, my mom was surprised. Said, what are you doing here so early? And I said, Mom, this has happened. And then she asked me. She was ironing uh, clothes. Um, uh, and then she said, what time was that? I said, it was about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, son, the most amazing thing has happened. I was working here. That 1 o'clock, I stopped. I said, I need to pray for my son right now. And she did pray for me exactly in the same time that I was almost supposed to, to be robbed. And then, you know, people say, this is coincidence. My point is, for her and for me, it was not. Because exactly on the time that I needed, I was knew that I was in bad shape. And the Lord has delivered us. And I've heard his testimonies, talk with people of things that has happened. And, and people, God put a, a passion, a desire for you to pray for somebody else. And you do a short prayer. Says, Lord, Sister Mary, I don't know why. Bless her right now. And then sometimes, not always, we learn that that prayer was really important. And then I like to say this, interpreting our own history through God's lenses, give us more energy to continue in our faith and to grow spiritually. This is the first one. Uh, the second way of living in freedom is proclaiming the message of Christ as a priority. Reminding Christ, sharing the message. For example, uh, verse 15 on this text will say this. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, um, but Paul was telling them, I'm in prison, but I continue to preach the message that I preached to you when I was free. This is not like a, mo- a season of my life. This is my life. Preaching Christ is what I'm here for. Then he goes more than that. Verse, um, uh, uh, verse 16. For the defense of the gospel, he says this. Uh, the letter do so uh, out of love, knowing that I am put here. For the defense of the gospel. Preaching Christ, defense of the gospel. And then on verse uh, 18, he won't say this. Uh, the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true motives, mot- uh, motives, Christ is preached. And because of that, I rejoice. He was showing the importance of preaching Christ. In this sense, one thing was happening there. Um, some folks, when they noticed that Paul was in prison, they got more energized to continue the work that Paul was doing. And they preached Christ even with more intensity. For some reason, some folks in that church, they start preaching the gospel also more intensely, 
not for the right motives of exalting Christ and proclaiming his message, was more egocentric motives. They want to put Paul down. Like, we are preaching the gospel, Paul, but you, unfortunately, you are in prison. Like, you know when you want to do something just to put another person down? We have these tendencies, and even in church, sometimes it happens. But Paul... He was so into serving Christ and so full of, of energy, contemplating Christ and knowing his salvation, that he said, you know, what does it matter? <laughs> the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true motives, Christ is preached, and because of this, I rejoice. Of course, he was not advocating that we need to lie in, as we preach the gospel, but saying that even if a person is a liar, a robber, or anything else, when the person says something that is the truth, the truth is the truth no matter what. A bad person can say, hey, go to that direction and you'll be saved if you go to that direction. Paul is saying he was not too much into people's reactions or attacks, personal attacks, because he compared the message and the Savior and proclaiming the Savior, which is the truth, was much better than anything uh, else. For good or better motives, I'm doing that. Um, he also says in chapter 2 about the excellence of Jesus Christ. And if you read this letter, it takes about 20, 20 minutes, 20 three minutes to read the whole letter of, uh, of, 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 of Philippians. You can see how intense Paul is to explain and to point out the singularity of Jesus Christ, what he has done. And if you pay attention to all the songs that we had today, they connect one thing with another and exalt who Christ is, putting him into the central uh, arena of our lives. Then, living in freedom has to do with interpreting life according to God's perspectives. Verses 12 to 14. Proclaiming the message of Christ as a priority, knowing that He's the center of everything. He's the one that is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. But the third one, assurance of positive results. Uh, we live in freedom when we have this assurance of positive results. And I like uh, the caveat that he says, in life or in death. Let's just start with verse 21. For to me, Paul says, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Christianity is, a, is amazing. Uh, I've, we've been seeing, unfortunately, some radical folks that like to kill people to make a point. Those terrorists that go to places and they destroy life just to make a point. Some might say that they like to die. I don't know. But they like to bring death, unfortunately. Christianity is not like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Christ did not destroy others. He gave his life to bring life to others. He gave himself up. And followers of Christ for centuries have, give, have done the same thing, giving their lives. Paul is in prison. He could be quiet, but he was bold to say that that is hope in Christ, and because of that, he's suffering. And he even said, I rejoice to be worthy to suffer for my king. Christians are not afraid of death. But we are not pursuing that for the sake of just pursuing it. But I like to see this assurance of positive results when Paul says, For me to live, to have, to be alive, is to serve my Christ. And if, if, even, even if I die, I also am going to win. Because he knew what Christ has done, dying on the cross, 
conquering death on the third day and being alive today. He said, I will be transformed completely. As a matter of fact, in his assurance of positive results, he says that um, he had a drama, a, a, a concern or, or a, a, a challenge in his own life. He says that he would love to die, which would be much better than be alive. But at the same, si- same, 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 same time, he says, but it is better for me to be alive, to serve Christ. He was in prison. If Christianity is correct, and it is, that we have eternal life if we die. If you are in a very bad situation, sometimes it's better to just say, Father, take me. In his case, he was willing to say that, and he was saying that. But he said, but it is better for me to be alive to continue to serve Christ. Then being alive or being dead, no problem at all. The victory is already won. But for your sake, it is better for me to be uh, alive. And he says this, I rejoice uh, with the situation that I'm here now, and I I ask you too, he said, to rejoice uh, because of the plans of the gospel. And uh, on verse 22, end of 22, said, What shall I choose? I do not know. And being torn in those two, he said, it's more necessary for you for me to remain in the body. Because of that, he says this, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Um, The world today, all of us, we are looking for meaning we we want to do or we like our gadgets with our new phones or a new car if you have or a new house or or a new job or a new salary whatever we are always trying to find something that brings meaning uh, to our lives paul as a christian found out that real meaning is only with christ things are temporary today you are on the top tomorrow you receive that pink slip if they still exist or sometimes they just tell what has happening? A friend of mine works on Broadway, and then one of the shows there, uh, they just came after the show, said, by the way, soon and very soon, we're going to close the doors. But we're not supposed to be like that. And then people, musicians, and th- they put their lives, they, they sign contracts, they are expecting to have work, and then, you know, a big guy who has money decided, no, we're going to cut this thing off. And then if your hope, your meaning of existence, if your only pleasure in life is your work or your performance or your job, you're done. You can be depressed. Some folks even die, kill themselves out of frustration. Paul is different. He knew that Christ was sufficient for all, and he decided to preach this to them. Um, his life was serving Christ. I love barbecue. And the guys, the men in our churches are going to have a barbecue. I love barbecues. And then I give thanks. We, usually you are Christians. We give a short prayer of thanksgiving for the food. Uh, it is normal for us Christians. If you are not, you're going to see this happening. But uh, 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 one day with our group, church, church group, we are eating. And then somebody prepared a delicious piece of meat. And then they gave to me a slice and I ate it. When I ate it for the first time in my life, I... I I should have done this before, but I ate the thing. It was so delicious that what I said immediately was, I praise the Lord. Like, a, praise the Lord. Like, like I was in church singing a song. Saying, praise the Lord. It's so amazing, so delicious. And that taught me a lesson um, of 
when we see the things from God's perspective, when we, we see what is happening, when we see the positive results in life or death, in, in even Paul said, uh, I, I, I learned how to have a lot and have little or be in prison, and I'm satisfied. When we start seeing the world around us and our circumstances from God's perspective, perhaps even more we're going to have those bursts of worship and seeing how glorious, how majestic, how merciful, how kind our God is, and that we're never going to be alone no matter uh, what. Then, for us, uh, let me end this message. Living in freedom, interpreting life according to God's perspective. What area of your life this week, perhaps you will be challenged to interpret according to God's perspectives? Proclaiming the message of Christ as a priority. Is there someone in your life, your family, a neighbor perhaps, or a worker, that, that a person that is ready to receive some of the word? You prepare the way, but, but you need like extra courage to, to bring about. This takes time, needs prayer, uh, real testimony, but perhaps... It is this week that you're going to do that. And assurance of positive results, um, good or bad. I know a person, really dear sister, um, and she's dealing with cancer for many, many years. And now is perhaps getting to the final moments. She thought it was final moments a couple of years ago. God delivered her. But she was already reading a lot about what heaven looks like. And she was energized. She came and said, Pastor, I'm ready. If the Lord take me, I, I, I'm okay. I, I, I'm, I'm really okay. God gave her more time because she's, she's precious. She loves the Lord and she encourages us so much. But perhaps now is the time for her to go. But she knew that she is victorious. Even if cancer right now conquers her. Because the Bible says the sufferings of the present time are not to be compared with the glory that will be revealed. And then let's apply our faith and perhaps in your challenges, in your situations, uh, we need to remember this. Let me end with this. Uh, he says that he wants to be alive to the progress and joy of people. Let's ask the Lord for this week to really have joy in him. Christianity is supposed to be joyful. And then joy in prayer, verse chapter 1, joy in preaching Christ, joy in faith, uh, joy in Christians having fellowship together, joy in suffering for Christ, joy in having folks around you, joy in, in, in the person of Jesus Christ, in joy uh, as we receive gifts, talents, prayers, and compliments. Let's pray. Close your eyes. God has something for us. And perhaps we just need to put ourselves before His throne of grace. Christ died for us. He conquered death. He says that we are His. He really conquered death. And He is here listening to our prayers. Then in the challenge that you are facing, all of us, let's be reminded that God's grace will be with us. Christ is the Savior, the Messiah, the best friend, the Alpha and Omega, and He's listening to our prayers, and we'll never let you go. Father, we give you thanks for this time we had together, for the so songs, for the people, for the church, for the dreams that we have as a congregation. We give you thanks for the ministries that we have, for every family represented here, every guest that we have here. We ask for your blessings, for your renewal. 
We ask for your joy. We ask for excitement. We ask for courage when we have tears and frustrations. We need that, 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 that comfort that comes from you. Then may your word work in our hearts through your Holy Spirit. Give us a blessed week, trusting in your promises. We ask all those things with lots of thanksgiving and always praying in the name of Christ. Amen.